East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I of course am Les and this is my co-host. Bitch, I'm Madonna. Hi Leslie, <laughs> how are you? Hello. <laughs> I am on a Madonna high. I saw Madonna last night. How was your yeah. weekend? Just Was it as casual as mine? Did you go to Madonna? <laughs> mine was so casual and like non-eventful. You no. definitely had more fun than I did. I bought these tickets like in March of 2023. That's how long I've been waiting. Uh-huh. But then she got sick and so she mm. rescheduled. And so, um, yeah, but it was a lifelong commitment of mine to always see Madonna. And this is the first I, time you saw her. I had, yes, I had never okay. seen her live. And I don't know, just being in the same room, the energy, it was so much fun. And I know we texted, so I told you this already, but I didn't yeah. even like record videos as much as I used to because I just wanted to enjoy myself. Yeah. And, and be present. Yeah. Present. For sure. It was just a lot of fun. And, she gave a lot of speeches on self-love and all that affirmation crap that she does, which I love. Like, not crap, but you know we love that. But yes, I know. Yes. And it's just, I really needed that because last week or this week in Bravo has been, can we just, can we talk? Like, I don't even know if we need to recap the episodes at this point because everything that happened, I know. it was like, bam 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 and it was like every second a breaking story something broke something happened somebody's might sue somebody this person's getting divorced that per i was just like I know. whoa 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 yes whoa. now initially Baby speak initially i didn't even know if i wanted to talk about andy cohen on the podcast um yeah we but, did discuss that off okay. air about whether or not we were going to give that any life because i was I was confused because I'm like, is she suing? I don't like to really talk about the big boss because um, no. her lawsuits or, you know, just not even exclusive to Andy. Like we try not right. to do the legal stuff because we are just uh, two gals who gab. Mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> once he immediately responded, I was like, oh, okay. He clarified um, if you didn't know what's going down, Brandy Glanville posted um well a letter obtained by tmz said her attorneys requested any evidence uh indicating that mr cohen had sexually harassed andy um brandy brandy had <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry andy had sexually it's very hard andy. when the names rhyme yeah they're all <laughs> rhyme um apparently she felt sexually harassed over the past year that because or over the past year not sexually harassed she's felt like she's been under some sort of media um, scrutiny, scrutiny right? Allegations of sexual misconduct based on the gossip that's going on between Caroline. It's it's a mess, and so she has felt Brandy has felt like a sacrificial lamb, um, indicating that you know after the mess that's going on with the girl strip that hasn't aired, she feels like nobody's supporting her at Bravo, right? Um, which is probably true. Well, I'm just gonna. But can I just can I like being the wife of a lawyer? who actually deals with cases such as these sometimes sexual harassment, like the one Caroline is, you know, suing Bravo for stuff like that. They do not just mediate immediately. 
They take depositions, there's hearings, there's things that have to go on. There's motions. It's, it doesn't just settle immediately. Andy and everybody else at Bravo probably were told by their attorneys not to speak on the matter. I mean, what does she want? She wants them to come. This is not the way it works. Yeah, that's regarding the Caroline suit. Um, I'm sure they were told not to speak until everything is done and closed. You don't want to give the other. It's like when Erica couldn't really speak on Beverly Hills because everything. Of course, it's not that, you know, like she thinks it's it's Andy not supporting her or whatever. And honestly, like he he's not allowed to say anything. His lawyer has definitely told him not to open his mouth. So initially when Brandy said that there was a video that he sent her proposing whatever, like she's, it, it, it sounded mm-hmm. very salacious. It sounded very like, whoa, what the fuck? She, and then, cause all Brandy said in the, in her post or when it first came out was that he was with another Bravo star. Right. So it was very vague and scandalous. And so, yeah, yeah we were all nosy and we're like, what the fuck is she talking about? And so mm-hmm. I, that's why I didn't want to talk about it because I'm like, I don't know what she is saying like right. normally andy doesn't respond but like a few hours later andy cohen tweets the video shows kate chastain and i very clearly joking to brandy it was absolutely meant in jest and brandy's response clearly communicated she was in on the joke that said it was totally inappropriate and i apologize and so it feels i think brandy is just very frustrated bitter right now bitter she's upset because she has never or she just feels unsupported by the network right she wants them to support her yeah and so she wants support from him um she but you know as recently as last august she said andy and i have had tons of conversations uh regarding the caroline lawsuit because this is the first time i've ever dealt with anything like this this is new for me Mm -hmm. he's been very very helpful it's going to be what it's going to be some people are and then he's been supporting her, telling mm-hmm. her don't be too hard on yourself. But now she's saying it's an extraordinary abuse of power. And it just, where does this flip come from? And so that's why it's- Oh, I know where it comes from. Go ahead. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> Brandy did, you know, the lawyers that are speaking on behalf of Brandy, they are also working with Bethany Frankel. Bingo. So, yeah. so I'm just- confused if maybe i don't know i'm not gonna speculate i'm trying to get subpoenaed um it just feels it's it saddens me when the Mm -hmm. they burn this the bridge this much because i think if because i think if brandy would have waited for everything to play out quietly yeah just let it play out let the lawsuit go away we're never gonna see girls trip four let's be very clear we are never never see girls trip even I if mean, the Caroline justice lawsuit, for Alex McCord and Camille, exactly. even if <laughs> the Caroline lawsuit is to settle and it, whatever happens there now, the network's like, well, now we're really not going to air this because now Brandy's not going to get more spring time. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, right. Oh my God. Now it's forever going to be in the Bravo verse as like the lost season, the like, lost episodes. I wonder if like one day, like in, in like my grandchildren's lives. <laughs> oh, I know. They'll see it. I'm anticipating this season for like <laughs> five years. Will they'll be like, Girls Trip 4 finally leaves. Oh, summer. maybe they'll market it. They would be smart to like. The lost season is upon uh-huh, us. Uh-huh. Um, I love that. 
speaking of lost and coming back, Vicky Gumbelson has, well, TMZ broke the story, which means Vicky's team. Mm-hmm. You know, she, uh, TMZ <laughs> that Vicky is returning to the Real Housewives of Orange County in a new cameo over the Tres Amigas drama. Um, sources close to production tell us that Vicky, an OG of the OC, that was in the article, so clearly that was very clearly told by Vicky's team. Um, she was just brought back to film a takedown between her and Tamara. According to the article, we're told Vicky was brought on by fellow cast member Shannon Bedour to a big group outing on Thursday where all cast members were present to confront Little Miss Tamara. Our sources say show producers were hoping the woman would just hash out their issues and move on. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm so sure. That's Come on. But instead, we're told the whole night turned into an explosive fight between the trio. Incidentally, I listened to Tamara recapping um, the traitors, mm-hmm. and she was talking to Dan, and she goes, he goes, oh, well, your show, The Housewives, is much different because you're, like, fighting for your life. And this was on Friday, so yeah. Tamara goes, yeah, last night I fight, I fought for my life. And so oh that, like, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, um, I... I'm not shocked Vicky's coming back because th- th- this has been played so much in the media and social media and mm-hmm. everything. It was almost unavoidable to not address this because Shannon is still a cast member. You right. know what I mean? Right. If Shannon wasn't on the show, then there would be no Then reason. it wouldn't matter. Right. Yeah. But because it's been so prevalent, I I figured that she would either mm-hmm. film with Shannon or she would film something because it's been such a heavy story. Yeah. Um, like in, yeah, exactly. In real time. In real time. I mean, at this point, I ugh, I just, I'm team Tamara because she's been so trying to be objective. As, I mean, based on what I've seen anyway. Right. Vicky um, and Shannon just strike me as someone. I mean, we've talked about it. Y'all can go listen to that. Um, I'm sad because Portia, you know, we just celebrated the fact that she was coming back to Atlanta. Returning. Yes. We were on cloud nine to see her married live because, you know, when she left, she got engaged and got mm-hmm. married fucking my happiness lasted like 50 seconds mm-hmm. because she yep. filed for divorce from simon after one year of marriage amid mm-hmm. allegations of past fraud and citizenship struggles um according uh, to, go ahead according to court documents obtained by people portia filed for divorce it seems to coincide with the reveal of his reportedly sketchy past um but an insider said the that their split was quote unrelated to recent allegations so i mean they just called it an on well that's rivalry. weird because it yeah. came out she filed like one day after that report came out i feel like and i mean did you read through that like his rap sheet it was a lot yeah Holy it was shit. it was a lot and i mean but just five days ago or six days ago like last week she posted a picture or a video of them saying my ride or die my ride or die yep Mm-hmm. they were magically in love and it was just it's been crazy um simon was previously married to the friend of fallon um fallon yes and they broke up in 2021 just weeks before portia then got with him and then they got engaged it was really quick um so now i'm curious i really as a producer in my head i'm like right I, you I have to think that way I really hope it's not Kenya that brings this up because I don't want Kenya and Portia fighting again. Like I'm I know, really, I hope it's like a newbie that's um, 
brought in to do the dirty work because I don't want Kenya and Portia have been fighting since 2012. It's now 2014. Like we need to take a deep breath. And I hope Kenya's supportive because Kenya went through a divorce too. Mm-hmm. They right. have a lot in common when you really like extract. They their do. Divorce. They do. I hope Kenya is there for her. Somebody's going to bring it up on the show. Like we know that's going to come up. Oh, absolutely. She would be Portia- smart to just bring it up herself. Exactly. Probably somebody that won't be bringing it up because she's not on the show anymore is Marlo, Miss Marlo Hampton. Mm -hmm. Not coming back to the real housewife. Not even as a friend. Not even as a friend, honey. She confirmed. Um, she said during the I I yeah, during the pause of the show, she said that she's her contract expired and she's just gonna focus on raising her nephews. It was excuse me, I don't think she I think she overproduced herself. Remember we said last week, I didn't. It was too much. It was like, it was a lot. And that's why I always liked her as friend of, because I felt that that was the more um, like organic Marlo. Cause although she was a little produced then self-produced, it it was nothing compared to when she was a full cast member. When she got her peach, I was very excited for her. Mm -hmm. I was happy because. Because I thought she earned it. Because she was a friend of. Now yeah, listen, if y'all absolutely if y'all haven't been watching the shows like as long as we have since two thousand and nine mm-hmm. or ten. She's been on since season four. And at the time, let me give you a little Marlo history. At the time, Marlo was brought on by Phaedra. Um, Phaedra's messy ass brought Marlo on because um, Marlo had dated somebody that they thought Nini was dating, or you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So they wanted to bring on that mess, right? And he was very strategic and very smart and she befriended Marlo instead of fighting with her. Right. So that's how Nini was playing the game correctly. And so once Nini instead befriended um, Marlo, the other girls didn't want anything to do with Marlo anymore. They were like, oh, never mind. This backfired. Nini doesn't actually want to fight with her. So it was hilarious to me that thinking back then, but Marlo never got her peach. There was a, you know, she had all these freaking mug shots. And so, mm-hmm. But after 10 years as a friend of, they promoted her. But then I think that she just succumbed to the pressure. She succumbed to the pressure of being a housewife. And she started doing a lot of things that she felt a housewife should do. Yes, based on her being around them for that long, I feel like. Like, Yeah. Mm -hmm. 15, she brought up issues that she had with Candy from like three, four years ago. I know pulling straws to like fight with somebody to find something yeah and so that's when I felt like okay and then Andy said in a book or an interview that he felt like Marlo was doing a little too much at this at season 14 Mm -hmm. but they still kept her around for season 15 and I don't know I the chemistry was just off completely in season 15 the girls didn't really know each other Kenya went on record and said that we don't know these girls usually they used to bring people and they used to do test shoots now they're just kind of throwing them in right um Kenya calling out production was very brave last year because <laughs> I was like, I, don't know. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. But I heard more rumors. I'm never going to say like Meredith. The rumors. The rumors. Thank, the nastiness. Thank you. I heard rumors that they fired the producer from, from last year. So um, interesting. The latest cast that I've heard is Kenya, Portia, Sheree. Drew for some reason. Drew, we heard Drew. That's who I was trying to and remember. Two, and two newbies. Um, so that's the rumor though that Marlo and Sonia are fired or gone for next season. Right. But um, 
we'll see. I mean, I'm excited for the new season. It's sweet 16. I will miss my candy, but now I'm going to be stressed out from a Porsche because I'm like, yes, I know. I I'll miss candy too, actually. Um, and I'm glad Sonia is going no offense to her. I'm sure she's a lovely person. She's not a good housewife there. I said it exactly. And it's, but it's true though. Like sometimes these people, like we did give her two seasons. I think Bravo listens to the audience sometimes when we say at least try two seasons. Cause sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. find their footing and mm-hmm. get their groove unless but they're yeah. a complete massive flop like freaking see i don't even i just drew a blank because i'm trying to oh what's her name this year in Beverly Ann murray <laughs> Dave, <I'm not> being- <laughs> oh my god there's been a few one season flops who deserve the chop from the job oh for sure for Ann sure peggy from oc oh yeah Cindy Barshop. These are all like they're, they oh, should. God, be- Cindy Barshop was the worst. I'm they, sorry, not oh sorry. God. They should be on an island of like, exile. yeah, like what the hell were we thinking? Um, they were quite the snooze. Quinn was I- odd as well. Yeah, Quinn was an odd choice, but she's very nice on Instagram. So I feel bad saying anything mean, but she was very strange on Housewives. Quinn once wore the cheapest wig when <laughs> Tamara threw G- uh, the glass of wine at. G- <laughs> Oh my god! Blonde wig in the background is jarring. Platinum blonde, like synthetic, like would light on fire if she came near. Like if you look, if you glance at the TV fast enough, you think is Kim Silsey there? (laughs) Yes, it was very reminiscent of season one. Kim wigs. Kim Zolciak wig. Oh good lord! Oh my god! (laughs) Um, yeah, they were a bit of a snooze back then. Speaking of snoozy. Look at this segue. Lala has shaded new mm-hmm. episodes of Vanderpump Rules as snoozy based on her own accord. It's interesting that she says that because Lala, you know, Lala, she says she keeps her real all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went over on her own podcast and she said, I'm always real. I'm always honest. This season is snoozy right now. She said the last two episodes have been a little snoozy. I feel like I have to acknowledge that. Um She's not she's, wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong. She said, we really weren't hanging out at this point in time. So yes, it's a little bit like, why isn't anything happening? Mm-hmm. Like She's aware that the group is extremely fractured, but movement will start happening. Time starts passing. Perspective starts shift, shifting. Yeah. Um, she said, yes, she's acknowledging it. It's very annoying. And so I, I do feel validated by a cast member acknowledging that like mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't think like I would never expect like Andy or Lisa Vanderpump who are executive no producer. Andy's not an executive producer but you know like I wouldn't expect the big higher up to be like oh yeah they're boring right now yeah so, no, definitely I'm glad not. that Lala acknowledged that because yeah. I needed to start that before we jump into the recap because Bradley's going to do the recap. You know what I just thought of for a second when you mentioned Andy and the fact that he's not an executive producer on that show. So when was this, when was this um, call made to Brandy? Do we know? Like, was she still working for Bravo at this time? Was this in between when she wasn't on for a little while? Like, I'd like to know when it happened. Oh, the, the one where she, the video you mean? Yes. Yeah. He said it was 2022. Okay, so uh, technically he was still her boss at this point because he's an executive producer on Housewives. He is not any in any capacity at Bravo TV as an executive there. It is he's talent there and he's an executive producer on Housewives as we know. So what he was doing with Kate 
couldn't necessarily be construed as an HR issue because he doesn't, he's talent on one Bravo show. She's talent on another. And yes, he's the face of Bravo, but he's not her boss. Yeah. It just, I think it was a complete lapse in judgment from him. Uh-huh. To spend that yeah. video. Um, Definitely. But I, I think Bravo, it's a fine line there between their drunken, crazy parties and being on the up and up with everyone. You know, like, how do you that line blurs? Yeah. And it's like I told you via text, like, I feel like Brand or Andy felt safe enough to joke like that with Brandy. Yeah, exactly. Because, right. Like they had that rapport. She's been on Watch What Happens Live many a times, has said completely She's inappropriate, completely things. inappropriate with everybody. Yeah. And so I feel like Andy probably got permission from Kate to even mention Kate's name because yes, even Kate absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cause I'm glad. And for clarity listeners, no lawsuit has actually been filed. Like Brandy's only no. threatened. I think she's trying to just get girl strip for mess cleared up, but probably Andy but should have not sent that video. Let's just call it what it is. But ultimately I don't believe that he was like sexually harassing. Like, I don't know. And Come on. Sounds, Ugh. If it was anybody else, like, and that's fucked up to say, I'm so sorry. But like, if this was like, if Caroline or if Carol yeah. Radziwill had said this, then I'd be yeah. shocked. He didn't. Right. That- but this is Brandy, sure. who is the most inappropriate person ever. And this is probably why Andy felt comfortable saying anything to her in the first place. So we'll play around. Like that. That's why it's so. Oh, <sighs> God. Okay. I just had to get that off my chest. You said what you said. Got my notes ready. Let's get into the episode three recap of Vanderpump Rules or episode three or four. I think it's four. Uh, It was episode three, I think, right? I don't know. It says episode three here. Yeah, my bad. I think it's- Who knows? They're blending into each other. They're all blending in at this point. Take it away, mama. (laughs) Darren is more invested than I am at this point. I love okay, that. so we open with James prepping for his pool party, and he spent about $2,000 on a grill and pool towels, while Ariana has Katie over to discuss the night before, specifically the lift ride home from See You Next Tuesday. In an interesting coincidence, it turns out that this driver was the lift driver from the infamous night on March 1st, the day Scandival broke. This driver saw Ariana and Sandoval fight the whole ride home, and then now look at them still living together. Oh, that was funny. That was pretty Mm -hmm. funny. So Ariana talks about how Schwartz is really upset with her, or Ariana talks about how Schwartz really upset her with his whole Tahoe trip, and Katie claims that she would rather eat a jean jacket than attend. Sheena and Lala, meanwhile, pay a visit to LVP's house before going to James's pool party. And LVP tells the girls that she spent time with Sandoval and explains that he is in a very dark place. Sheena is still holding that grudge because he blocked her and Summer Moon. Sheena wants Sandoval to take accountability and humble himself. And she feels like all he is doing is projecting and doubling down. And she is absolutely right there. Correct. 100%. Poor Summer Moon got blocked. How dare you block (laughs) a child? Sandoval called Lala a narcissist when Sheena said he was one. LVP reminds them that Sandoval is now a shadow of his former self and she worries deeply about his depression. LVP lets them know that she doesn't want any regrets and tells them that Sandoval is not the kind of person who has suicidal thoughts unless he means it. Lala realizes that she doesn't want to be angry all the time and Sheena tearfully explains that at one point Sandoval was one of her best friends. However, her giving Sandoval is not worth losing Ariana. 
And LVP is hopeful that everyone just stops attacking Sandoval. What did you feel about this? I felt like I wish Lisa Vanderpump would advocate for the women is, a little. Yeah, this is always the men. A discourse on social media that I've seen that I agreed with. Um, some people on Twitter and Instagram felt that Lisa tends to defend the men on the shows more than she does the women. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's intentional or I don't know what her thought process is, but she hasn't reached out to Ariana on the show anyway, like it, on camera. Yeah. Right. You know, she hasn't filmed with her. She hasn't said, How are you? How are you doing? She hasn't reached out to Raquel to like she's very fixated right. on getting the group to essentially film with Sandoval. Let's call it what it is. Like she needs the show. Well, to yeah. For her own personal gain. Yes. And she has a business with the two of them. She has, she's an executive producer. And mm-hmm. so that's what didn't. And so when I tweeted that, I said, I wish LVP would, you know, advocate for the women a little more because she's yeah. defending narcissists. This man or not this man, somebody replied to me and was like, oh, um, but Sandoval was on an island on his own. And Lisa, you know, Lisa has her own personal triggers because of suicide of her brother and blah, blah, blah. So Mm -hmm. I replied to this person and I said, well, Lisa can't say that she's very concerned about Sandoval while also expecting him to film the show. Like you can't have everything. Like if you're that concerned about somebody's mental health, why are you still expecting- Letting him be in the most toxic place ever, which is this show. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you care, and that's what I told this person who never replied, by the way, thank you. I love when they reply. <laughs> I know. But that's what I told this person. I said, you know, if you care this much about somebody's mental health, why mm-hmm. are you now pressuring them to film about their toxic mistake on a public forum? Right. Like you care so much about their mental health. So, but they're going to get skewered take, again now. Exactly. Take yeah. them off the season. Don't, ugh, you can't have it both ways. You can't no. tell me about their mental health as an executive producer she's prioritizing the show which i'm not judging for i'm not no let's call it what it is but you can't sit there and say oh i care about your mental health but let's go film this scene let's do it on camera this scene where you're telling me yeah it felt a little contradictory it's like okay i'm so worried about him but let's get you guys all to film Mm -hmm. right i know it's true though it is true though so James is amped to be hosting a party at his new house and Schwartz comes with yet another plant gift. What I mean, this is like the fourth one. I think they did like a little counter. Schwartz feels like after the night with Katie, Ariana and Lala, he's been the scapegoat and he wants everyone to realize that he's not an accessory to Sandoval's actions. The party seems fun and we get a montage of James jumping from his roof. Oh my God, that scared me because I don't know how deep that pool is. And in my old house, I had a situation where I had like an upstairs outer balcony that like when my kids got older, they could have like had their friends over and jumped off. Luckily, we moved when my oldest was 10 or 11 into this house and there is no balcony. But like, that's scary. It's scary. And I don't know why people test God like that. Like, I don't like you jumping off a roof to hit the pavement. You could like break something. I know. I know it's, it was so stupid. I was having like complete, like 
mommy anxiety during that. Anxiety. So at this point, Sandoval and his only friend, Billy Lee, arrive at a cold plunge facility. And Sandoval is hoping this can be a healthier way for him to understand his depression as he sits in the freezing or as he sits and as he sits in the freezing water. Billy Lee awkwardly hovers. It was very awkward. It was so awkward. It was so weird. Like it was. Oh, I was very uncomfortable in that scene. Because I know. I didn't like it either. And my husband pointed out at this point, my husband mm-hmm. said that um, he, that he feels Sandoval because we watched that Special Forces show also, which was like really intense that he was on. He feels he's trying to punish himself now. Well, if you want to punish yourself, then <laughs> just get off the show. Like right, Exactly. Exactly. But like going in freezing water is not like that's not punishment like i know and the best thing on that special forces show is when they called him in like the the navy seals to like ask him what his problem is and everyone's like oh i lost a child oh this oh i had cancer whatever and he's like i cheated on my girlfriend and everybody <laughs> hates me now they hate oh, me. poor baby <laughs> it's really funny anyway so um uh, Sandoval states while Billy Lee is hovering, hovering that it feels especially really weird for him because he is on the outs with everyone in the group. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. at the pool party, Allie shares that James hasn't had a drink in three months. Lala doesn't want to trigger James regarding his sobriety, but she also wants to know exactly every detail about his choice to become sober again. And that's California sober. And for those of you, just in case, that means you smoke weed and you don't drink. (laughs) Lala swims over to Schwartz and explains that she is getting tired of crying and fighting. She is hoping to find a middle ground and Schwartz feels like Ariana has been exalted to queen status with diva energy. He makes it clear that the way Ariana spoke to him was triggering. Lala explains that instead of Schwartz abandoning Sandoval, he should find a happy medium to balance out all friendships and stay true to himself. They have a moment of apologies, and Schwartz lets Lala know that he loves her in a platonic kind of way. I was happy to see this little. They had a little moment. I yeah. Schwartz is so awkward. Like he kept saying platonically, oh platonically, platonically. It's like Lala knows you're not hitting on her, stupid. Like exactly. shut up. Like, He's like off. a giant, like eight year old boy. Oh my God. That is an insult. God. I mean, and then sometimes I wonder if it's an act, but I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. I really yeah. don't. Think, I think he is just um, very socially awkward in that regard. Yeah. And like, it's like a big doofus. You can tell your friend, I love you and not, uh, or maybe he thinks that much of himself that he tells a girl he loves them that he's going to think, oh, well, they're going to, they love me because I'm so cute and weird. <laughs> so funny. This weekend was the anniversary of us seeing the two Toms right before Scandaval broke um, at the Wine and Food Fest last year. <laughs> we were looking at the pictures. Oh, so happy that day. <laughs> I tried to get him to smoke some weed with me, but he wouldn't, Sandoval, no. or Schwartz. Schwartz, yeah. Anyway, post-ice plunge, Billy Lee asks Sandoval if he's thinking about dating, and he responds by saying how much he misses Raquel Rachel. And Billy Lee looks disappointed to hear that Sandoval is still hooked on her. And in his confessional, he states that he is basically saving himself for Raquel Rachel. Sandoval, once again, shares how he got close to killing himself and just wants to be happy again. Mm. While swimming at James's, Sheena lets the girls know that LVP was very emotional and concerned about Sandoval. LVP herself asks that everyone ease up. And while Sheena talked, Ariana just shakes her head. 
She doesn't like LVP comparing her late brother to Sandoval, and Ariana believes that Sandoval is not genuine. She doesn't trust a word that comes out of his mouth. I mean, that's if I it's were a her, very great area to comment on because obviously suicide is not nothing that anybody will take lightly. No, um, but to me, I I had a similar reaction to Ariana. I didn't tweet it because I didn't want people to. You know, no, I won't tweet anything anymore, basically, unless it's something nice, unless it's something with rainbow. I know, yeah. Um, but no, to me, it's like I do believe I like people on Twitter are forgetting, and I say this weekly. Mm -hmm. This was filmed three, four months after, after everything, right? Obviously, she's still very upset, still very angry, yeah. Prerogative, like, obviously, be mad, right. I kind of was like agree, not agreeing with her, like, but I also don't believe Sandoval because it's like, me neither. Why, this and it, and this is where you have to suspend reality. Like, let's mm-hmm. stop production. Let's focus on this man going to mental health. If you really wanted to kill yourself and you still thought about it, what the fuck are we doing here? Why are you filming a show then? Why, why? are you back on the show? Right where exactly. it made you like, want to kill yourself? Like you are here because you are here to what are we doing and he's that's saying why, that for attention he's a narcissist he would never actually kill himself because he's too narcissistic to do so I i'm mean, sorry what, i'm just saying that what my opinion people so don't come at me that's i'm knocking wood too because i don't want him to kill himself no, okay we don't want anybody to kill themselves like that's very tragic and it's sad and everything but a lot of people were calling ariana cold-hearted and she's mm-hmm. so mean and i knew because you know the Bravo audience, we are some of them are just not cerebral. But I think that <laughs> I knew last season, I was like, oh, next season they're gonna all hate Ariana because now she's the bitter ex-girlfriend who won't move on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, let this girl. I don't think Ariana should even be on the show anymore at this point. Like I no, think I don't either. Thriving with she's thriving without it. I really think that this might be the last season. Like just basically. Yeah, I think so too. Based on where we at in relationships world and based on how they're kind of all over each other and there's mm-hmm. not really nothing happening, like it's Will there go, even be a show next year? Let's go let's go back to Sir and focus on the new youngins and yeah. the next generation. Say by the bell the new class this shit and like let's start over because Right, we, send these people to the valley. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm gonna watch. I'm sorry to say. I'm watching um, it. You could watch and report back to me. I gotta I, watch. I gotta watch. I'm not watching. Uh, every time they air that commercial of Jack's looking like a freaking serial killer, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm good. I hate his face. <laughs> I can't not watch. I just, I can't. know, and I'm very proud. Got Dodie on it too, so I gotta I watch. Very proud of you, but <laughs> I, I applaud your commitment. But hey, I if just... we don't get some housewives back soon, we're gonna be recapping the Valley. You Hello, can recap. I will mute myself and be like, uh-uh. summer no. house summer house yeah, that's- <laughs> so later james anyway. goes anyway okay so later yeah. james goes to lala's and he tells her that he has been sober for about three months and explains that when sand or scandal erupted he spiraled things were bad between ali and james but james makes it clear that now he is getting sober to better himself he was willing to do anything to get ali back and this was the deal he knows that this is a forever thing and doesn't want to be an alcoholic 40 year old that loses everything i'm just laughing because i'm so much older than he he sees 40 is so old um which felt like a sandoval dig actually and or really any other really cast member on this show or on the valley <laughs> okay 
Joe Schwartz's friend makes an appearance. She was a quirky little character. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I'm like, oh, who's this? Schwartz calls her a light in his life and clears things up by saying she is not his girlfriend and they are just buds now. Schwartz invites Sandoval to the lake cabin in Tahoe and he suggests Sandoval leave his ego behind since some of the girls will be there. Of course, Sandoval doesn't like this and states Lala and Sheena showed the entire nation how to treat him on their podcast. Schwartz wants Sandoval's they don't know what they've done to me tone to subside and although he is worried he thinks the trip may be a good thing besides after his conversation with a fully self-aware Lala maybe more people are ready to talk to Sandoval Sheena is a bit anxious to leave summer with someone else besides her mom so she's hired a babysitter Tori and also called her sister over to watch summer when you hire a babysitter you don't usually have backup like at your house ready there I mean listen Oh my God. And she's a a, big girl now, Summer. She can leave her. Send that girl to preschool. I grew up with my aunts that would leave their kids on our porch and just leave and then honk. (laughs) Like they would leave their kids on our porch, honk, wait for us to open the door, and then they would just feed off. Like that was their idea of babysitting. Like they had no idea who they were leaving their kids with. Like, but you know what? We just, we may do. I don't know. I mean, I never had to have a babysitter. My mom would babysit, but like, I, I, my kids went to preschool like when they were two. They started preschool that, at that three to five days a wait, week. They she, loved that's it. That's her only kid, right? That's her only kid. Yeah, summer moon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Summer needs we... to socialize with other children. Yes. <laughs> Besides that's... Ocean. Besides Ocean. Ocean. Ocean what's These are the most... last name? LA. No, Emmett. Ocean Emmett. Both Southern California names. You have Summer Moon and Ocean. Ocean. Could you imagine going to like Ohio and meeting no. somebody named Summer Moon and Ocean? Like Ocean has a cousin named Harbor. <laughs> and I know this because Randall Emmett's mom is in, in a group I belong to called Pinecrest Marketplace. And she posts things and posts these long stories, and everybody thinks she's so cute and funny. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> sure when they grow up, their friend group is going to be like, Oh, this is my friend Sequoia, and that's my friend. <laughs> oh my God. And that's Willow. And over there is Tea Tree. I, I mean, these are the most LA this is names. Tea Tree Oil, um, Goldberg, <laughs> my best friend. And that's her, that's my friend. That's her name, Ozempic. Like, I mean, come on, like somebody's gonna name their child. Ozempic. That's actually Adisha. not a bad name. I think that name is a cute. Some of these names, like Ozempic, that would be a cute name. I've always thought that Chlamydia is a good name. But oh, it's my just, God. Like, could you Come imagine? Here, little Chlamydia. Chlamydia, <laughs> like you call her Clee Clee. Clee I don't know why, but Chlamydia has always been, like, appealing to me, like, in that, in a name. I don't want it. Put away from my body. But Chlamydia, like. Oh, my Lord. Get a cat and name her Chlamydia. Be like, hey, come Okay, back to regularly scheduled. Sorry, back to Vanderpump Rules. This is how boring. A little bit of a tangent there. We're talking about about chlamydia. Like that's how, (laughs) which, you know, is aligned with pump rules probably. You know, I'm just (laughs) (laughs) So Sheena tells James about LVP seeing similarities with Sandoval and her brother who committed suicide. Sheena doesn't want it to be too late with Sandoval and they're all a bit uneasy about being around him and wonder if he will be going to Tahoe with them. Via text, Schwartz shares that sh- God, that is a lot of like Schwartz shares, shares that Sandoval will be in attendance. Brock makes it clear that there is right and there is wrong, and what Sandoval did was very wrong. 
However, he feels like there are no teams and they're allowed to feel empathy towards Sandoval. LVP called James the day before and asked to see him at Vanderpump Dogs. James shows up prepared to talk about the Sandoval situation, but LVP has him there for other reasons. And down those same stairs that LVP used comes a familiar-looking dog, and James realizes that it's Graham. He was rescued after being in a foster home for two months. Since Graham was biting, he was dropped at a shelter, and someone reached out to LVP to ask if she would take him. James is emotionally confused upon being reunited with Graham, considering he thought he was going there to discuss another dog, Sandoval. Without hesitation, James jumps and agrees to take Graham, and it was nice to see James so genuinely happy again with his puppy. That was a cute scene. I I thought it was a cute little reunion scene. But again, cuteness aside, it proves my point that LVP is a great producer because she FaceTimed James and said, come over and talk to me tomorrow. Uh She made him wait 24 hours before she even told him, hey, your dog's back. Right. She because wanted she that wanted, scene. She wanted to capture that scene. And that's not a bad thing, a quality in a producer. Not like you all. wanted that genuine reaction. You want, and it's, I think it's great. Me but too. that's my point. It's like you mm-hmm. are prioritizing the show right. over feelings. And because obviously, <laughs> if you want to reunite somebody with their dog that they've been missing, yeah. you would do that expeditiously in real life. Right. But oh when my you got your dog. Right. But when you're an executive producer on a show, you better <laughs> capture that. You yes, better look. You gotta deliver. Like you gotta deliver. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was cute. I like seeing James have it very it humanized James for me because he's a, such a character. So um to see him have genuine emotion. I know. Me. I like that. I think James is a good guy, and I'm glad that he I deep down I think he's good. And I'm glad he stopped drinking because I do think that it had a negative effect. Oh, for sure. And the way he treated people, especially. For sure. Speaking of emotion, let's jump right into the Beverly Hills finale. Oh my God, what an episode. You know, the finale wasn't great. It wasn't amazing, but it was so real to me. Like it felt real. It felt. I cried. Not going to lie. It was sad. It was so sad, but let's start from the good times. Kyle has resurrected her OG white party. If you've been watching since season one, you know, these white parties were a staple in the beginning. And back to our screens, like a ghost of Beverly Hills past was she, 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 darling, she, Mr. She. Kevin Lee. What a character. Um, Kyle reminded us this episode that she is very rich because she is hosting the white party at SoFi Stadium. And the one and only Erica Jane is performing at the show. Erica says that she this is like her warm up for her Vegas residency. She knows that she has to impress since she hasn't performed in a crisp four years uh we get a scene with Sutton and her daughter Porter Sutton wants to celebrate her independence by doing what we all do when we want to be independent we want to go try on nine million dollar rings um Sutton is very proud to show her daughter how to be humble and so to express humility they buy 68 thousand dollar earrings I think that there's no other way to tell your daughter this is how you're humble in life you know what I mean so I couldn't handle that and then the earrings eh. For $68,000, I felt they should have been like chunkier than just like a, it was a lot of diamonds and sapphires because Sutton is a Virgo. We know her birthstone is a sapphire, but. I will make fun of Sutton forever because I think that she's so quirky and weird in a good Mm -hmm. way. And so that's why like, because she genuinely believes I need to show my daughter 
how to be an independent woman. Let's go buy 70,000 rings yeah. or $70,000 rings, which is cute. But I mean, I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, and it's the same thing with her business. My business has stayed in business for four years, my store. Well, that might be because of that $300,000 a month in alimony. I, I want to see the accounting books. I'm just kidding. I'm just going to shade Sutton because I think it's fun to make fun of her. I'm sorry. I, I know. I can't. Um, she didn't make that money. <laughs> exactly. The long-awaited white party is finally here. Kyle acts like she's embarrassed that Kevin Lee put the name on her floor. She completely was pretending not to dislike the attention. I'm kidding, Kyle. We love her. Kyle is actually very humble. I think that she was genuinely embarrassed. Agreed. She's not one to be so flashy and like... Um, I would be mortified too, frankly. Like I'm not, if it's not my God. birthday, I don't need my name plastered everywhere. No, I don't like want that. my name anywhere. Exactly. I'm like good. That. I don't like being the center of attention. Cause Kyle's never been that type to get grand entrances and like, you no. know, so. And I, I did like, like a big L like in my yeah. closet, <laughs> my the own. Big L. The big L is Anne Marie this season. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I did like the fun shade Kyle was throwing. To me, that was fun shade when she was throwing it about Lisa Vanderpump because Lisa does have grand entrances and she's been carried in in carriages and she's the queen. Like, to me, that was funny. I love and the shade that goes back and forth between the two of between them. Between them, they both throw shade at each other. Whenever Lisa throws it on social media or where an interview, her fans celebrate it. Oh, she's so queen and queen behavior. But the minute <laughs> Kyle retorts, it's like, oh, Kyle's so upset with Lisa Vanderpump. Kyle could That's not so stop sad. talking about Lisa I don't remember the last time Kyle talked about Lisa Vanderpump on the show. So no. what are we doing here? Like, let's Kyle should, you know, LVP should send her a muffin basket because she got her some attention because she's not even yeah. getting attention from her own damn mm -hmm. show. But anyway, Mikey's backstage with Erica, who's her creative director. She reminds Erica that she hasn't done a show in four years. Uh, nothing to put a little pressure on her, but hello, pressure. Speaking of pressure, Dorit is laying it on thick with Mr. PK, who's been in London for, quote, work for 25 days. And on the, though he knew about this wide party, he still would not attend. Dorit is bummed and feels that PK doesn't understand her PTSD, even after they attended therapy together. Dorit just keeps worrying out loud if they can even stay together. To me, this feels like she just wants a storyline for next season, but that's mm -hmm. just my opinion. Yeah. The Moster is one of the first to arrive at SoFi Stadium. He's surprised that his wife is nowhere to be found. The Rams cheerleaders greet Crystal and her husband, Sutton, arrives, and then Garcelle. Garcelle feels like this party wildly contradicts Kyle's new lifestyle, but she's not going to complain. Does Garcelle think that people that are sober just sit around and do nothing and they can't have parties or what is that perspective? And that, like? Right. And it's not like, I, I don't think Kyle quit drinking because she was an alcoholic. She just chose not to drink anymore. She can still respect other people's drinking. If and they want to drink, who cares? Fabulous parties. Like what does Garcelle right. think about sober life? Like girl, just cause she's sober doesn't mean anything mama, but right. Just enjoy the party. The morally corrupt Faye Resnick is there, as is the floating housewife, as Tamara calls her, Cynthia Bailey. And Jeff Lewis has all the nerve to show up because he had just shaded Kyle as a lesbian on Ozempic. Like, he's such a dweeb. You should have just stayed home. I don't know why you were there. The first but thing also... he did was apologize when she walked up. Exactly. And I'm sorry. I think it, it speaks to Kyle's character that she, because other housewives probably would have not even invited him or mm -hmm. left them go like kyle no just way. does it i mean i'm sure her feeling for her because that was hella shady when he did that yeah but um i'm sure her feeling for her but i think she didn't care like she's like whatever it's like you're here let's not right. give you a moment um 
Kyle finally makes her grand entrance with her daughter in tow. Sutton wonders, where is Mauricio? We have been looking for him since the morning service. He is loading up his plate with food, completely oblivious. It was very cringy when he tells them all that they were slaying. It's like, I sir, know. you know you've never used that word a day in your life. I don't know what you're trying to do. He's like, oh, you girls are slaying. It was like a very Regina George mom <laughs> comment. Like, what's the 411? <laughs> So Ree is making sure she tells everybody that PK is still in London. Sutton gives us an update about her dating life. She explains that Steve ghosted her, but he's she's ready to move on to a next guy. She says she does owe a lot to her matchmaker. Who cares about that? At the party, it clicks with Kyle how much Mo doesn't actually listen to her. He tuned her out so much that he actually thought the party was going to be in the parking lot. Kyle feels a little set off, but luckily it's time for the entertainment to perform by Miss Erica Jane. Well, let's think if you ask Denise Richards. Denise really showed up to this white party wearing pink. Wearing um, pink. She not take direction. She is not the brightest bulb. I'm sorry. Oh, it's funny, though, because Teddy was asked on her podcast if she was invited, and she said she was invited. But she says, unlike Denise Richards, I don't go to housewife events if I'm not being paid. So I said, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. Good for you. Do not show up and give them these free appearances. I need to say something about this white party before you go on. It, you know, we've been to all the white parties. We've seen them all, all through the years. This one was just cold and like unfeeling and I, I didn't love it. No, it felt but like the ones in the house. Yeah, it felt so grand and it didn't feel like a white party. It felt no, like a I don't know what it felt like, but it wasn't good. Okay, continue. Anyway, backstage, Erica is praying because she wants to do good. Um. She feels like she's exactly where she needs to be. And she enters up the arena looking like Rocky on Rocky Four, And they all perform as expensive to be me. And I genuinely believe that Erica did the splits as an ode to Kyle, who hasn't done the splits on camera in a while. So yeah. we love seeing the splits. Yes. Erica's hopeful for more residencies and feels like she's finally happy. Dorit's starting to understand that PK has been in London for 39 days. He may never change. And but um, so these are like the end credits. I just wrote them. Um, or like the end scenes. We got the ends, the whatever those cast notes at the mm -hmm. finales um, midway. So we knew that there right. was some more drama coming. We knew that scene was coming with Kyle. And so kids. we get an update that Dory and Kyle haven't spoken since December. And Marie and Crystal have also not spoken. Mm -hmm. um, we get all these little updates. And then we get um, everything seems to end on a good note. Until yes. one month later, flashes on the screen, filming picks up, and then the date says July 23rd, 2023. Breaking news. Kyle and Mauricio have officially split. The ladies on the show learned this news like many of us did through People Magazine. Which we so all thought that's why it was true. Yes, because People is a reputable source. Mm. Some never saw it coming, but others realized it, it didn't happen overnight. Sutton points out the clues, the missing wedding band, the tattoos, the not drinking. She felt like Kyle had been lying to them the entire time. One day later, Kyle and Mauricio make an official statement on Instagram regarding their split. Mauricio seems to be more concerned about who told People magazine. And Kyle is more upset that life as she knew it is now over. Erica pays a visit to Kyle to be her support person. It was very interesting to me that it was was Erica that showed up and not Dorit because it's just indicative yeah. of Eric like but 
you know, Erica apologizes for not being the most attentive friend. Kyle lets Erica know that they've been dealing with a lot of things privately. Mm-hmm. Kyle clarifies that there wasn't one big thing that was a catalyst, just a lot of little things that added up over time. Kyle claims this has nothing to do with anyone else but her and Mo. But to split after 27 years, a lot of eyebrows are going up. We get to hear that they've been together since they were in their early 20s. Um, Kyle says she now has to figure out what makes her happy. Erica gave Kyle such good advice. I just want to say that. Like, Erica was very supportive, very attentive. She... Yeah, Erica actually is a good and attentive friend. She remembers things. And that to me, that I I that's like a good quality in a friend. For sure. I think that Erica post therapy has grown and Erica went through a lot of stuff herself. So she has been through the ringer. And so right. I think it was good. I think um the right person went to hear her out. Agreed. Um one week after the news broke, Kyle state that things have just been awkward. Mosters in the kitchen. He tries to break the ice with the joke and he says i'm just glad it's you out there having an affair (laughs) (laughs) like shut up mo um but because of the severity of their ones for once it's me and not you oops um because of the severity of their marital issues did blindside their daughters the couple calls a family meeting to discuss everything that has been broken out Kyle wants to clear things up for her girls and mauricio explains that he's been trying to protect them by not telling them everything Kyle does let the girls know that they haven't talked about the divorce, but the daughters are overwhelmed and they do worry about the next steps. Kyle just talks about space while working through their stuff and Mauricio looks just beat up over everything. Portia does become incredibly upset and that's when I got sad too. Me too. Um, Portia started really crying. We had been seeing this little girl since she was like one or two. It's insane how long we've been watching this family. Like I I know. I know. She's like a year younger than Riley. I remember I had a little girl at the same time. So that's why we're so emotionally connected to these people because look how long we've been watching them. Um, Kyle tells all of them we are not broke. We're not broken. Just bent. Kyle promises that they will always be a family, but she knows the reality is not. She may not end up with Mauricio. Bravo really pulled at our heartstrings by pulling out a montage of all their yeah. happy moments. Oh my god, when they started releasing all like the clips of them. Being oh my god, happy. I was crying. Oh, uh, it just felt so <laughs> real. It was like, yeah, this is, re- is this really over? Is this really happening? Despite all the good times in her confessional, Kyle does make a big revelation. She says, "I come to realize that there's a big chance that we're not going to end up together. There were things that happened." that made me lose my trust that I wasn't able to recover from. Mm-hmm. And then we get a note saying that although she has reconciled with Kathy, she continues to live separately from Mauricio. She breaks down at the end of her segment. She like starts sobbing into her thighs and we're all left wondering what will become of her marriage. Like I just <sighs> felt so bad. Like I felt so bad for her. I get so frustrated with viewers that are like, Kyle doesn't share her life. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? What do you about? want this woman to do? Exactly. Like, this is Kyle. That's why Kyle's been an OG as long as she has. Mm-hmm. She, people were like, oh, she didn't talk about her marriage. Like, she she answered questions. Like, it's very. No kidding. To me, I equated to when Robin didn't bring up her mess on camera. Like, you're not yeah. going to bring it up on camera. So she couldn't she did what she could basically and when they were asking her questions she was like what do you want ask me whatever you want to ask me like she wasn't running from it she still filmed 
<clears throat> so take that from what you will. But I am excited for the reunion. The reunion trailer came out. Um, I've been hearing different rumors as to why Sutton reacts the way she did, but I don't know mm-hmm. what's true. So about the yeah, I want. I've been. Somebody told me they heard that her esophagus um like what? collapsed. <laughs> what I do? You want me to tell you what I heard? Yeah, I heard that she has like a big. I guess she's terrified of heights. Okay, and that got triggered by the backdrop. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, that's what I heard. Yeah, um, but I don't know if it's true. And then the person she's looking at in that screenshot that we see or whatever. Yeah, it's Kathy, right? No, it, well, oh. somebody did like screen grabs, and they see plaid, and so they were hinting that it's Morgan, and. I guess the big mystery is Kyle's going to establish her relationship with Morgan. Oh, wait, why was she wearing like a plaid flannel? <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry. She, I mean, I just don't, I mean, what did she's not Scottish. So I can't think of what plaid would have to do. I don't know, her. but very, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. It's a three part reunion. Of course we're going to watch, but the reunion looks interesting. The season itself was not, it, it didn't give as the cool kids say, um, there was a lot of struggles. There was a lot of nobody mm-hmm. was, messy i'm not saying i missed lisa renna but you know i miss somebody i miss that personality i miss somebody that's yeah. gonna not care what people think i'm gonna miss i miss people that are gonna stir the pot and like do yeah somebody but, besides sutton because exactly like uh-uh no because sutton tried but sutton uh-huh. ultimately i think sutton cares too much what people think right um Anne Marie tried, but she was a flop. I'm sorry. She tried to like self produce. That didn't work very well for her. Yeah, none of the girls were doing anything. So Mm-mm. I don't know. We'll see what happens next season. I'm going to wait for the reunion before we give our final thoughts. And yes. yeah, that was Beverly Hills finale. Miami finale, though, was insane. Yeah, it was good. Um, So let's just get right into that. I no. don't think I don't need a break if you don't need a break. So no, we don't. Let's I think I'm good. Them. Let's. Let's jump into Miami. So we start off with Larsa and Marcus, and they're sitting down to record their Separation Anxiety podcast and to address Michael Jordan's bombshell comment about his disapproval of their relationship. Marcus insists that his dad didn't mean what he said and hasn't met any of the women women he's dated, but he will be okay with whoever he ends up with. He adds that his mom fucking loves Larsa. Okay, his mom was probably friends with her back in the day when they were wives of... (laughs) teammates i mean they probably used to take hello they're divorced too so uh gertie visits nicole and nicole shares that it's been four months since she removed her iud and her hormones are balanced in preparation for baby number two gertie discusses her plans for chemotherapy and brings up larsa who revealed on her podcast that gertie bit her okay so i feel like gertie just did that in like a playful way right yeah I mean, it's a little strange to bite somebody. I don't think I'd be thrilled if somebody bit me, but it no, would it depend on context. Yeah. Darren but can think... bite me. That's all right. No, for sure. He's the only one that's allowed. I think, I think that it just, it was it's weird. weird. It was a weird, weird bite, bite, but I think that she just felt like, why is Larsa talking about me again? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to get Larsa to see your point. So maybe she just like reacted. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Delayed. So it, it, she's very frustrating, Larsa. So Alexia has just moved into a new apartment and has a tough conversation with her son, Peter, about who will take care of Frankie when she's no longer here as his guardian. Peter assures her that he loves his brother and will always be there for him. And whoever he marries has to be okay with Frankie. 
We are now at Lisa's home and and her mom and her aunt are visiting from Canada to watch over her kids because she and Jody are going on a much needed vacation. I really liked Lisa's mom. And I have to say that my friend Nicola texted, uh, shout out to Nicola, if you're listening, text, who is Jamaican, texted immediately. She's like, her mom is Jamaican. Like she could just tell in the accent, like immediately. Oh, yeah. So Lisa says her mom stopped coming to her home due to Lenny's attitude and she has a month after her trip to move out of her and Lenny's mansion. Her mom tells her she deserves better and reveals she texted Lenny, but he never responded. Lisa then states, if you don't have a certain level of wealth, Lenny's family will look down on you. And her aunt suggests that Lenny will get his karma. And I think he will. I think they're right. That's shitty that her mom had to stop coming because Lenny is such a jerk. And her mom's like a nice little older lady. Like Lenny could have texted back. That was his mother-in-law for those years. A dick. Yeah, the bar is, so Adriana pulls up at Julia's farm to hang out with her. And Julia says now that Martina's health is great, she plans to get back into her groove of farming, finish the decoration inside of her home and lure Martina to spend half of her time in Miami and half with her on the farm because that's what she wants. Adriana compliments Julia on her delicious guayaba. Is that what it is? Guayaba. Guayaba jam and Guayaba. says she would sell a jar for $30 to which Adriana exclaims and says it's not caviar would you pay $30 for a jar of jam I honestly based on inflation I didn't even think that was expensive like I know that <laughs> everything is but when I heard $30 I was like oh well that's um that's what everything costs now so I don't like fruit, so I would not be paying $30 I mean, for jam. I would, I if don't it was know. something I liked, I would. Yeah, 30 is not, like, cheap by any means, but... But it's not ridiculous either. It's not insane. Like, no. I know. But we're also... I mean, we also went shopping at BravoCon, so uh, maybe you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> this is true. I buy Welch's <laughs> grape jelly. I'm like, we Peppers. went to the Bravo Palooza and just bought a bunch of merch. So I think we're not the... I, wore no. the I was like, oh my God, I need this. I need this like, I need this tampon. I need it. I just give it to me. <laughs> I'm like, what should I getting. get for Darren? I'm like, nothing. He'd just be happier if, you know, I came home and did other things. <laughs> he doesn't want a Bravo shirt. So, uh... Adriana then gushes over her new song with Emilio Estefan and her upcoming party. And Julia then calls Martina and introduces Houdini, the baby pig she rescued, who was actually really cute. But that thing's going to be like a hog at some I point, I feel like. They don't I stay just, that small. We sure don't. We pigs just grow <laughs> up and explode. And mm, if I'm in the sun too long, you're going to smell bacon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fast forward to clips of the ladies getting dressed for Havana night and we are at Gertie's house and she's getting ready to shave her head and prepare for chemotherapy. Gertie thanks Russell for his support and he cuts her braids and shaves her head. Gertie looks stunning bald. Kudos to her for sharing this moment with us, by the way. That was such, oh, it was so, yeah. was so beautiful. Yeah, I feel it like really was. It, got, it definitely got overshadowed later. We'll talk about it, but it, it was so beautiful too. Yeah. So that yeah russell is just such a good husband like he I mean, really is yeah he's very like protective of her and yeah they he, they did you can just see how much they love each other and this finale airing after the beverly hills finale like to see kyle and mo be in such a bad place and then to see <sighs> to yeah. see gertie and russell being like the complete opposite it just completely was like wow like we're just everybody's in different places right every now. yeah it's like a whole spectrum of Crazy, every relationship, every so. relationship going on 
So Adriana has her dress rehearsal before the grand finale party, and she can't wait to show the world her mashup with Emilio. Brenda Marisol calls in from France to wish her luck on her performance, and she won't be attending the event because she's renewing her vows. Has she not learned anything from being a housewife, watching the housewife? Maybe if it's not on film, it doesn't count. And maybe LVP stayed married, so maybe she broke the curse. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's the day of Havana night and the ladies are heading to the event. And on arrival, they exchange pleasantries and Gertie and Alexia are twinning in black and white. We see Anna Quincoses. Is that how? Quincoses. Quincoses? I think, well, in Spanish, you don't pronounce Quincoses. Yeah, Quincoses. Right. Um, why is she here? I don't know. She didn't even say she, anything. She didn't. She was busy talking to Lauren Foster the whole time. I'm just like, Anna we barely remember you in season two so i mean why i don't understand what the point was of having her so alexia is not leaving this time because she looks too good and her buddy marisol is absent nicole's dad is also here with his girlfriend oh my god that was some kind of entrance from him he Mm. is i mean i'm sorry i know i shouldn't speak ill of the dead and i'm not even speaking ill he just makes me laugh like he was such a character he was a character i'm sorry that he passed away so um larsa (laughs) insists that marcus's dad is okay with her relationship with his son and julia calls her out for not sharing enough and larsa gets defensive who called her clickbait larsa i think it was gertie that made me laugh she called her clickbait larsa clickbait larsa clickbait larsa so nicole's dad mike's mike comes in with his with isis his younger girlfriend and larsa tells the group to not only set intentions but to also act on them nicole says this is her first time progressing with group and alexia takes credit for uniting the ladies gertie reflects on the trip to mexico and says that she bonded with larsa and thought they had moved past their feud in the beginning of the trip she also reveals their pact about not discussing each other in the press to her dismay larsa hinted on her podcast that her co-star bit her the ladies start to exchange words and larsa calls gertie dumb amid a heated fight and tells her to take care of her health as the cast looks on lisa later defends larsa and says the comment was a joke Gertie gets triggered and loses her cool. And in the heat of the moment, she takes off her wig and shows off her bald head. Russell intervenes and cautions Larsa to be respectful as Larsa fires back. I, I, I'm sorry. I think it was tiny bit performative. Like, and it, and it, it, it felt, oh, yeah, I I felt like Gertie, listen, we know she's cancer free and she went through a lot. And yes. I can say that. I'm and not she's joking. a lovely person. She's very lovely, very nice. But yes, pulling her wig off like that did feel like a a reach to get a moment on camera to me. Yeah. It, yeah. It felt like, oh my God, we just saw this beautiful scene the, with you and your right. husband. And it overshadowed that. Now this antic of you having a moment on camera is it was a little much. It yeah. was a little much. And it felt, yeah. It, I don't know. It felt very cringy. It felt like Angie K throwing a glass at the butter churn, and nobody cared. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody so reacted. To, nobody cared. Think, no, I don't think anybody reacted to her nobody. bald head. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they just yeah. kind of were like, "What are you doing?" You know, I like, know. but I don't know. So Gertie walks away with Russell, and Lisa runs after her as Gertie hesitates to speak to Lisa. Kiki tries to calm her down, but is unable to get a word in. Inside, Lisa gushes over her relationship with Jody and says they go 50-50. Lisa's, Nicole's dad dances with Kiki and gets a boner 
which the camera happily flashes to. I mean, I did not need this. to see a dead man's boner on camera. Like I don't I, see any man's boner. I mean, I'm sorry. No, I mean, For I, me, don't I, mind, don't. I don't mind boners on camera sometimes, <laughs> but like, to me, it's like this man passed away recently and y'all didn't think it was, yeah, they could have, but somebody on Twitter that. made a good, somebody on Twitter made a good point And they're like, well, listen, knowing Nicole's dad, the way we know him, he probably would love to have showed it off on camera. That's true. Yeah. You're probably right about that. I'm like, let's honor the deceased by showing off his, <laughs> and you know what? May God strike me, but I was like, oh, my eyebrow did go up a little bit. I was like, oh, that's not, I mean, okay. the fact that he's that look again. Can... I was like, oh. oh, for sure. I send it to all my gay friends. I was like, I know y'all don't watch this, but look at this okay. man. And I shouldn't say I don't like to see a boner. I like to see a boner. John Hamm, <laughs> and that's not oh. even a boner, like through his pants. That's, that's not even a it. boner. That's like a third Placid. Leg. I mean, I can't even. <laughs> it is hanging down to his knees. I'm like, sir. I know. Emphasis on ham, Mr. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Oh. So Adriana makes her grand entrance and steps on the stage to perform her song with Emilio as he plays congas and the guests party hard. After her performance, the ladies celebrate her and we get our ending notes. So between the time raising her kids and her modeling gigs, Kiki's been spending time with a new man in Los Angeles. Then we get to Adriana, and it says Adriana continues to work with Emilio Estefan. Her new single drops in early 2024 with hopes of adding to Emilio's Grammy total. Marisol and Steven renewed their vows at Artiguan. <laughs> Artiguan Castle in Scotland. Artiguan Castle in Scotland, although they're still not technically married. Oh, so maybe that's why it's okay then, because they're not technically They're married. not legally binding. That's true. That's that's a very odd right. arrangement, but you know, well, she's like planning another life. legally non-binding vow renewal with Todd and Alexia. Um, renovations on Nicole's new home are still a work in progress. And although her father passed away unexpectedly in November, she was able to tell him she was pregnant. And that's nice. Mm -hmm. Larsa and Marcus are talking about marriage and Marcus has yet to introduce Larsa as his girlfriend to his dad, Michael Jordan. And she's not sure which one will happen first. Julia's pledge to live life to the fullest continues, and with Martina's cancer in the rearview mirror, the two have restarted their hopes to adopt a child. Alexia feels more optimistic than ever about Frankie's progress, and contrary to rumors about her finances, Alexia just bought a Ferrari and took a luxury vacation to Italy with Todd. Lisa moved into a condo while she waits for Lenny to build her a new house. Lenny is still contesting their settlement, so Lisa could be waiting for quite a while. Gertie is officially cancer-free, and what else matters? I loved that ending card when they said, Gertie is officially cancer-free. What else matters? That's the That truth. was a great way to yeah. end this, uh, mm -hmm. the reminder, because we're seeing all these petty updates, like yep. poor Lisa is waiting for her mansion. Like, really, mm -hmm. girl? I know. Gertie. And I know the building she lives in. <laughs> I'm not even, I have nothing to say. Wow. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, so that was the finale. I I really like the season, but I do think that we need to change it up for next season because mm -hmm. right now this is the same cast three years in a row, and I'm scared that next season it'll be the same repetitive fights. Um, right, and then we'll jump into Potomac territory where they're all just not speaking. Um, yeah, although in the reunion preview we see Alexia and Larsa get into it, so maybe that's going to be. I don't think they've okay. ever like had a feud a long feud not like show. a long feud i think kiki should be made an official housewife give her a mojito yeah 
expeditiously. I'm kind of over Adriana, if I'm to be honest. Yeah, I am too. Maybe she'll get too busy with Emilio Estefan. Yeah, maybe she can go on to be on the show. Back. Yeah, um, I'm kind of over Adriana because she reads another poem at the reunion, and I'm like, girl, we've done. This I know done her this. like hijinks. Like, she does produce good mess. Like she knows how to stir the pot and stuff. She but does. it's the other antics that really just yeah. Uh, it's always know. some kind of something there. Yeah, but um, we'll see what the reunion brings. I'm really excited for the reunion. Gertie could be knocked down to a friend for me for sure. No I offense to her. No offense to her, Doesn't... but. Somebody on lot. Twitter, I need to start reading Twitter names because I get a lot of my thoughts from there. But somebody on Twitter said, you know what? Gertie is really not a amazing housewife. We just feel bad for her. And I was like, wow, that's very harsh. But it's probably true. It's probably true. She's a nice person when we met her. But very I nice just, person. she's not bringing a lot. I think they need to get somebody else in there. They need to add somebody new to the mix. There's plenty of takers in this town. Trust me. So I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll see. I I suspect they'll just bring the same girls again. They're going to make us wait for a flop season. Why do they torture us? Why I don't know. Listen to me. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, this has been another episode of East and West. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank Leslie, you. I say yes. this every week. I love talking to you. And I love talking to you. Oh, you guys also, please follow our new Instagram ac- account. It is Mario, M-A-R-I-O, Les, L-E-S, Convo, C-O-N-V-O. And is the official Instagram of East and West. Yes, we finally got in touch with our social media habits. We're, you know what? We're millennials and we're a a different generation. So we're doing our best. You're a millennial. Oh, (laughs) my bad. I'm Gen X. Well, we look the same. We look the same age. You are not an old bat. We're fine. I'm young in my mind. Oh, my God. All right. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.